Ezekiel chapter 34, I'll be reading the first 10 verses of Ezekiel chapter 34. The word of the Lord came to me, son of man, prophesy against the shepherds of Israel, prophesy and say to them, even to the shepherds, thus says the Lord God, ah, shepherds of Israel, who would have been feeding yourselves, who have been feeding yourselves, should not shepherds feed the sheep? You eat the fat, you clothe yourselves with the wool, you slaughter the fat ones, but you do not feed the sheep. The weak you have not strengthened, the sick you have not healed, the injured you have not bound up, the strayed you have not brought back, the lost you have not sought, and with force and harshness you have ruled them. So they were scattered, because there was no shepherd, and they became food for all the wild beasts. My sheep were scattered. They wandered over all the mountains and on every high hill. My sheep were scattered over all the face of the earth, with none to search or seek for them. Therefore, you shepherds, hear the word of the Lord. As I live, declares the Lord God, surely because my sheep have become a prey, and my sheep have become food for all the wild beasts, since there was no shepherd, and because my shepherds have not searched for my sheep, but the shepherds have fed themselves and have not fed my sheep. Therefore, you shepherds, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God, Behold, I am against the shepherds, and I will require my sheep at their hand and put a stop to their feeding the sheep. No longer shall the shepherds feed themselves. I will rescue my sheep from their mouths, that they may not be food for them. <clears throat> Like I said this morning, we, we're getting into the more hopeful and encouraging uh, part of Ezekiel after the turn. Uh, yet there are still what we refer to as polemics, you know. Um, uh, not, um, is, that word, is that the word? Polemics? The, dealing with issues and people. Um, and and that's part of the, the, the ministry of the word is, uh, the prophetic ministry of the word is calling out uh, those things that are evil and wrong. And that's, uh, uh, going through a book like Ezekiel, that's, it just builds upon each other. And there's still, there's still that element, although uh, the, the turn has come. The pivot has come. And the focus is that God is going to do a work of dealing with all the things that had um, caused Judah to sit under uh, the judgment of God. Part of the failure of Judah resided in Judah's spiritual leadership. And that's uh, the subject of Ezekiel's uh, message. 
the word of the Lord comes to him again, he is told, Son of man, prophesy against the shepherds of Israel. Uh, prophesy and say to them, even to the shepherds, thus says the Lord God, Ah, shepherds of Israel, who have been feeding yourselves, should not shepherds feed the sheep. And there then proceeds this um, list of accusations about uh, their failing, their failings to be shepherds, uh, and and uh, rather uh, than being shepherds, being uh, self-seeking. I, I can't help but. I said bad, I call this bad shepherds in the slide because I didn't want to say what I was thinking. The rotten shepherds is what I was thinking uh, when I did this. There's a, um, there's a local church called Church of the Good Shepherd and I always think, every time I drive by it, I think of and pray against the bad shepherd, the rotten shepherd that leads that church. Some of you know whom I'm talking about and I don't hesitate to call it what it is. Someone who is dedicated, supposedly to ministry, to everything that is contrary to the Word of God. And the truth is, there are many, many people who innocently, uh, at first, sit under a rotten shepherd. Uh, a shepherd that does not feed the flock, but rather uh, feeds himself and is a friend of the world. Um, no doubt in the founding of that church and many others, and no doubt there are many churches by that name that have rotten shepherds as well, that have forgotten their founding. But what a beautiful name to call a church, if you think about it. Church of the Good Shepherd. Hearkening back to John's Gospel, chapter 10, when Jesus said, I am the Good Shepherd. And the Good Shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. Uh, the founding of those churches was a, a focus upon Jesus. Uh, the Lord, Psalm 23, the, the second most familiar passage in all the Bible that we all love and memorize in Sunday school, or at least we hope, hope we have. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He is the one that leads me and protects me and nurtures me. Shepherds, uh, are, in this time of year, we always think of the shepherds who are abiding in the fields, keeping a watch over their flocks in Bethlehem, and uh, how it is to them that the angels appear. And we sing these wonderful hymns with that theme and that pastoral theme is so rich and so beautiful and so accessible to us uh, through the Word of God. It was the shepherd's job to feed, water, and protect the flock. I, uh, I don't know if you saw the news about this uh, wonderful uh, Great Pyrenees dog shepherd. Did you see that? The, the, um, this dog, the, I, I'm not familiar with that breed, but apparently it's a shepherd dog. And there was a, a Mennonite farmer who had a flock of sheep, and the coyotes got into uh, the sheep and were just ravaging the flock. And this 
great purities, was, was still a puppy, not even two years old, jumped into the sheep pen and killed eight coyotes. <laughs> yeah. And then that wasn't enough for him. He chased down four more and killed them. That is the kind of shepherds that you want taking care of your sheep. To recognize danger, to, to speak to that danger, the word of God, and to protect the flock. Ezekiel is commanded to prophesy against the false shepherds who feed themselves, who take care of themselves, and abuse the flock. And, and uh, immediately come to mind uh, people in a, in, a, in a previous generation in the Bible, of uh, 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 Phineas and Hophni, who were the priests in 1 Samuel 2, who fed themselves first from the first offerings of the flock and abused the women who served along with them and who were, who were judged mildly by God. The, 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 the charges are, are mounting. You, you eat the choice parts. You, you, um, you eat the fat. You clothe yourselves with the wool. You slaughter the fat ones, but you do not feed the sheep. You don't strengthen the weak, the sick you haven't healed, the injured you have not bound up, the strayed you have not sought back, the lost you have not sought, and yet you, with force and harshness you have ruled them. This is a heavy, heavy charge. And, if, and I'm sure as Ezekiel brought it, he trembled to make it. It was a terrible indictment that stands against all false shepherds who do not feed the flock the word of God. This is the charge of ministry. This is the charge of those who, who teach Sunday school, those who teach Bible study. Who, who minister the word of God in any uh, shape or fashion. It is, we are to feed the flock. You remember when Peter was graciously restored to the Lord at the end of John's gospel. And, and the Lord Jesus asked him three times, uh, do you love me? And, and, and increasing the responsibility of Peter every time he asked him the question, but what was it, the Lord's charge? To Peter, feed my sheep, tend my lambs, take care of my flock. This is, this is the Lord, the good shepherd, telling his under-shepherd what his calling is. I, I tremble at these words myself. I tremble to, to think, think of how Paul, far, Paul, how far short of this Standard, I I fall, and I know every elder, every everyone in ministry who's been involved in ministry readily does the same. But it is a reminder: how do we feed the sheep? We feed the sheep by opening the Bible, 
by reading it, by applying it, by God's grace, to every area of life. And woe to us if we do not do that. Because we have no power, no ability in and of ourselves apart from this means of grace in the Word of God, apart from the means of grace in baptism and the Lord's Supper. These are these signs, these signs are secondary always to the Word of God, subservient to the Word of God. And yet, this indictment is, is so real. Not only do, do in so many places the word is the word of God not ministered, uh, it is completely ignored. I I I, I, I I've said many times I don't get out much, but when I do get out and I look and go into different places in the community and hear someone uh, minister the word, I'm shocked at times that the Bible's not even open. The, the, the truth is not, not even uh, dealt with and expounded. And the focus seems to be on entertainment. The problem with offering entertainment in place of the Word of God is there's always a better show somewhere else. The place that we are to seek is the place that is faithful to the scriptures. I, we have a number of visitors tonight, and, I, and I'm, I'm glad you're here, but I would say to you, if you're not in that kind of place, in that kind of church, then seek one out. Mm -hmm. You're certainly welcome here if you're in town, but if you're from out of town and don't have that place, find that place. Mm -hmm. There's always a faithful church. There are always more. God has always kept a faithful remnant. There is no true shepherding apart from the faithful reading and application of the Word of God and the faithful administration of the sacraments that God has given His church. We have the, the charges made, and then, then comes the indictment, the crimes of the false shepherds in verse 3 and 4, and they are re a repetition. Uh, they, uh, uh, and because, because they have not been fed, because they have not been protected, they have become prey. And they have, who have they become prey to? They have become pray to, the, to those who would put idols in the place of the Word of God. Uh, they have been come pray to the destroyers who, who told them to stay and fight a battle that they would lose. We so often choose wrongly in those things we engage in. Where, where do we spend our time? What are we, how are we going to be effective in ministering to a lost world? That's why our first priority must always be 
the worship of God, the fellowship of the saints, the encouragement of one another, the building up of the church, and the witness of the gospel to those who are lost. Famous Puritan said about so-called pastors, just because you're called pastor doesn't mean you are one. A pastor, pastor means shepherd. We, I think I was talking to Jay early this morning before church, and, I, and he was talking about a Puritan who had been converted, who had already been in the ministry. This is kind of a common thing. It's still a common thing. Someone goes into the ministry and and uh, they do so because it's it's kind of an easy job, right? You only work two or three hours a week. <laughs> you get a lot of uh, affirmation, a lot of slaps on the back. Everybody thinks you're wonderful. Nobody uh, ever complains. Nobody ever complains. <laughs> never any problems. Um, if you teach and you preach faithfully and minister God's word faithfully, you're going to encounter a stricter judgment. That's what the, that's what the Bible says. Don't many of you become teachers? Because you're going to, I used to not know what that means. I know what that means now. A little bit. I don't fully know what it means. This is what part of what it means in Hebrews 13, verse 17. Obey your leaders and submit to them, for they are keeping watch over your souls as those who will have to give an account. <coughs> the Apostle Paul, I believe it's uh, 1 Corinthians 3, talks about everyone who's in the ministry's work is going to be judged. And those who have been ministered faithfully, the gospel, uh, will receive a reward. I don't know what that looks like, but it's promised. And, and, and their works are going to be affirmed. But the fire of judgment is, is also to those who minister the word. It doesn't say they will be lost, but those who, who uh, do it from wrong motives, it says their work is going to burn up. So they'll be saved like through fire, but their work will last. If the foundation is not the gospel, if the foundation is not the word of God, if the foundation is not built on what God has said it should be built on, it'll be swept away. And then verses 5 and 6 we see the effect, what happens when there are false shepherds. They cause the sheep to be scattered. They become food for all the wild beasts. The coyotes come in and ravage the flock. I don't think that there were wolves in, in ancient Palestine. I'm not, not sure if they had coyotes over there. And that's what's happening today. So much of the visible church is caught up in false theology. Bad, bad theology, bad advice, the prosperity gospel that God wants you to be rich and healthy 
and, and uh, perfect in every way. That's a lie from the devil. It's not the truth. Uh, the bootstrap theology that if you just try harder, you're going to be successful. That's another lie. Uh, there are spiritual principles that do, do uh, help you to be uh, diligent and, and uh, prosperous, that's to be sure. John Wesley noted that in his ministry in London to the poor. He noted how the gospel uh, saved people from drunkenness and dereliction and, and, and laziness and sloth and it made them hardworking and industrious and prosperous and rich and their hearts turned away from the Lord. Faithful ministries who tell the truth of the gospel that the only thing that can save you is the grace of God alone through faith alone in Jesus Christ. And only the Holy Spirit can impart that truth. And finally, Paul's teachers. False shepherds, rather, will be judged. I've read several passages already about, about that judgment, but there's none more fearsome to me than in the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew 7, 21-23. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. On that day, many will say to me, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name and do many mighty works in your name? And I will declare to, to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. <clears throat> These false shepherds were enemies from within. They were the fellow Jews who, who told them to fight on, fight on against the king of Babylon as he comes. You will be prosperous. You will be successful. You will win. And the minority preachers of Ezekiel and Jeremiah, and, and who simply said, no, accept your discipline, go into exile, be faithful, and God will restore you in his time. We always want to hear a message about winning. Well, everybody likes a winner. I'm no exception. But the truth is, the only way to truly win is to trust in God's provision and His plan. And rather than hearing, depart from me, I never knew you, workers of iniquity, we want to hear, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for this challenging message from Ezekiel about bad shepherds. We pray that the good shepherd would guide us, 
that we as shepherds, under shepherds of the church, as mm. pastors and elders, would, <clears throat> would teach faithfully the truth of the gospel and all its implications for life and not shrink back. Mm. And Father, we realize and, and I confess how, how weak and how, how far short of that calling I, I so often fail, but I thank you for the good shepherd who laid down his life. And Father, it's our desire tonight to come to him through the word, through the sacrament, and to be fed by him, Father, through this word tonight. And Father, may we take it to heart, and may it change us. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.